Even in the book of lies, sometimes you find truth. There is indeed a season for all things. And now that I see you flesh to flesh and blood to blood, I know I cannot raise my hand against you. But know this, you are my greatest disappointment. Does your master hear me? Atlas, you can kill me, but you will never have my city. My strength is not in steel and fire. That is what the parasites will never understand. A season for all things. A time to live and a time to die. A time to build and a time to destroy! Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations about Culture, your Seriously Pointless Conversations about all your wonderful geeky and nerd things that bring you great joy in life, especially during while you're quarantined at home like my friend James is. So, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about at all. No, no, he's, uh, he's like, I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode, but he's still stuck at home for a little bit, but he should be almost, he must be uh, almost be uh, set free here in the next couple Four days, more days hopefully. and I will be set free. That's right, like a little jailbird. You're gonna fly. Until away. then, I will continue grinding Alterac Valley reputation. That's right, you are. <laughs> because you know what? That's what's important right now. It's all that is what's important. I need Don Julio's band. It will oh set my God. soul. It will set know, my soul free. I don't even know what you're talking about, and I hope as long as it makes you happy, it's all that matters. It's, it will. It is all that matters. So obviously, that's what you've been doing. Because every time I get on Discord, I see you guys, and it's like, wow, World of Warcraft classic horror horror cry. you and kelly just like it's an authentic town. classic experience <laughs> i mean you do guys do you i mean whatever makes you guys happy so i i man i that's that's i can't i have not room in any room to talk because i'm pretty sure i put about 14 hours into hades in the last two days so. i've been enjoying hades too but hades takes more brain power and i have not had that available to me no I you know it. when you're when you're sore and you're achy and you're sick and you just need something mindless to do for a little bit classic wow Ed, cheers to that. So, about that. I got my old fashioned going. I'm, I'm good to go. But, yeah, this is. Um, I'm jealous. I'm not permitted alcoholic beverages yet until I have come. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to taste it, anyways. That is true. It would be very disappointing. That's right. You're like, this tastes like a cold liquid. I tried to eat some ham and beans just a few minutes ago, and it was the most bitter thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> and Kelly swears is normal ham and beans, but I, I think something is wrong with them. My God, you're going to go on like a binge when you get done with all this. You're like, give me all the taste. You're just going to be eating like raw herbs. You're just going to be like, I will. This, this is so good. So good. <laughs> I'm just so, going to stick my nose in the jars. <laughs> just like a big old puff of like chili powder. And you're just like, Ugh. exactly. And you're going to be back to the ground zero after that. But so, um, so obviously, uh, we, we have been kind of um, keeping it, taking it easy. Uh, we're re recording, we're recording this one pretty soon after the last episode we did um just to kind of get ahead on things guys so this is probably what uh, the december 4th is what we're doing this one so Correct. the beginning of the christmas season have you got all your uh, shopping and stuff done or actually yes i ordered everything a little bit earlier this year what i know Kelly's i am just next to you did, did you did you get her something nice james i did get her something nice that's right you did i think she'll enjoy it you get some brownie points <laughs> i hope so i need some <laughs> don't we all <laughs> I think that is kind of like where we're at as married men now it's we're perpetually in the state of needing brownie points even when we know we haven't done anything wrong we have to have them you know it never hurts it never hurts <laughs> and for all you married folks out there that's that's what you need to have Just my, my co my co-workers always say happy wife happy life that's that's the female exactly. co-workers happy but, spouse. Yeah. exactly that is what you need you need a happy spouse no matter what <laughs> It doesn't matter, yeah. It is, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I don't know what I do sometimes, but I just know I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I should just cook her dinner or how does do the laundry? And then she's just like, you've been so nice. And I'm just like, trust me, this is going to help me out in the long run whenever I piss you off like 10 times worse later on down the road. I know. It's <laughs> exactly. <coming>. It's necessary. <laughs> it's absolutely necessary. But so uh, other than getting on our marital issues, um, <laughs> speaking of issues, this game we're going to go over today is got some serious issues. I know that for my for that for a fact. Um, we're gonna be going over Bioshock One, 
um, which I know you played a little, you played quite a bit. You almost actually finished it a while, back. it's been out for a while. Uh, yeah, I got like the remastered version on the PC and I just played through most of it recently. It's, it's, really, it's really fun from what I know. It's a great so. game. It's a great game. So um, before we really, really, really delve into it, um, I've got a little bit of promo. Let me pull it up here. And I, this is like super professional, guys. We're a very professional place here. You know, we're always prepared. Clearly. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God. So we're, yeah. Anyways, okay. So this uh, is going to be a promo uh, for Game Johns. Uh, they're also another uh, podcast uh video game podcast that we're uh, collaborating lo- with a little bit we might actually be on their show in the near future or vice versa um so if you guys haven't heard of these guys go out and check them out so uh here we go it says join riley and her crew as they delve into everything games from upcoming titles and nostalgic classics to the game development and intriguing interviews learn and laugh alongside this ragtag team of indie devs whether you want to philosophize about the definition of a game, discuss the hype behind virtual reality, or discover games you've never heard of, Game Johns is the crew for you. For more things Games John, check out allmylinks.com slash Game Johns and check out their Twitter at Game Johns for all news and announcements. Again, that guys, that is Game Johns. That's J-M-E j a w n s um they're uh i've actually started listening to them a little bit just to kind of get some ideas and things like that they're more of a, a news and up-to-date they're actually game devs uh indie game devs uh oh so that's pretty cool they're nice folks actually um from what little i've been caught up going back and forth i've been going back and forth one of the gals that um is uh i guess in charge is on one of their uh, uh podcasts but real nice real nice folks um so go over there and check out their stuff um and uh, maybe uh, you'll find something you're, you're missing here, which I don't think you're going to miss much here because we have a class act. I'm just saying. Well, obviously. I mean, I know. What's, what's not the love about this show? So speaking of a uh, class act. I can act, philosophize. I, that's right. You can philosophize <laughs> with the best of them. Speaking of philosophy, this, this game has got some heavy stuff, dude. I mean, I don't know if, uh, if, you, if, if you guys out there have not played uh, Bioshock yet. Um, Talking, but talk about some heavy-handed stuff um, about uh, uh, viewpoints on life and how you're supposed to lead it a little <laughs> bit. I'm just gonna, say, I'm gonna put that out there right off the bat. Well, and I just think the the combination of the art, the music, kind of the rundown oh of God. everything, and then the the super heavy-handed, like ultra libertarian philosophy is just amazing. It's, it's, it's legit. Uh, it's, it's legit. A, it's, a, it's an artistic work. It's amazing. I mean, there's a reason why it won so many awards when it came out. And I think it's 2007. Yeah, so it came out in 2007. Um, it was developed by 2K Boston Rational Games and 2K Australia. It was a great... It was basically the brainchild of uh, Kevin Levin. I believe that's how you say his name. I'm, I'm going to but I'm Ken Levine. I apologize. Okay. I'm, I'm butchering names here, but it, it's legit. So it, he really had that vision uh, of and, and progressed progressed over time really heavily um, of really having that world where uh, things are untouched by any other society, but they take all these things of like just free un, unfettered entrepreneurship and unfettered desire, essentially very, like you said, very libertarian kind of ideals here when they go into this into this setting well and uh, i said libertarian but it's not really it's it's, it's almost, ayn rand it's ayn it's, rand it's, it's it really ayn. it really is technically speaking it's objectivism yeah that's that's a better idea a better a better term for it. i mean you're a lot more a little bit more you take a lot more which you can loosely define as like this concept of a man being a inherently heroic being yeah. whose own happiness is the moral purpose of their life and productive achievement is the noblest activity they can do. Which is very a John D. Rockefeller kind of thing. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, that, that it's 19... kind of that, it's that industrial revolution ethos yeah. taken to its logical extreme. Well, Whereas and, and like, libertarianism is more focused on like individual liberty. It's not yeah. different, different, I guess. It is a little bit different. It's more of a, uh, what you're... What your individual achievements can best do to serve society 
is more of a kind of thing as I would call it almost. Yeah, libertarian is more of a political philosophy. Yeah, so. that's yeah. Another one's more of just a a, a straight up on I guess enterprise and entrepreneurship almost. It's just like, like what, that. Yeah, a little I, bit I think more. It almost like an ethic really than a a philosophy. It's it's like a, it's like a personal ethic or philosophy, and not as much of like a political statement. At least for me, I know hardcore objectivists would probably disagree, but I'm sure if you got Cole on the phone, I'm sure he could argue with you for about ten hours, probably about ten days about it. Probably he's. I know he he's he's much more of a pure philosopher than I am. I'm more of an ethicist type, but well, I mean, if you had a philosophy degree and all the classes, I'm sure he had to take. And on top of it, he's a lawyer too, so he can argue with the best of them. Well, so. that's true. I mean, and, uh, so. Um, but so this, this whole idea was kind of stemmed whenever they first kind of, uh, thought about this idea, um, after they came out with System of Shock 2. So have you replaced System of Shock 2 at all? I, no, I've never played System of Shock. It's very much kind of a loosely kind of like, uh, off this kind of like, um, based off this a little bit. So if you think about it, it's, it's what if an artificial intelligence basically kind of like takes over and you have to try to get out of there of the, um out of the, 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 the city or the, the, the building that's controlling. Um, it's kind of like a, I know I'm missing a few points here, but it's almost kind of like a Terminator type thing a little bit with like your okay. AI is kind of going in control a little bit, but it, it's a really interesting kind of, thing. I like the, they actually just remastered it. I have a group of guys, I think actually just redid it. Um, and they're, I think they're, I don't know if they get, they're giving it away free of charge, uh, because a, a rational or 2k, uh, Boston was like, yeah, you know, go ahead and do your thing. But it's actually a pretty fun game if you haven't checked it out yet. So, okay. um, it's definitely not as elaborate as this one, as, as Bioshock is. So if you're thinking you're going to go into it and have something like crazy, uh, interesting. It, I mean, crazy yeah. out there, new age. No, it's not. It's not your thing. But uh, but they they kind of get if you want a game that explores that kind of what does it mean to be a robot or a human and what happens if a machine takes over thing. You should try the Turing test game. You can get it on Steam pretty cheap. Is that it's not it's not the Talos principle, is it? I think it's just called the Turing test, isn't it? Oh yeah, that it, it is. Yeah, so I, I did see that. I see. I just picked up Talos Principle, and that's something else completely. I thought that was involved in it. I thought that was. It is just the Turing test. That's what it is. I saw it on. It um, is. It's a fairly short. It's kind of like a portal esque puzzle game with a cool story to it. It's really cool. I, I think that was uh, Bulkhead and Bolthead and Bulkhead Interactive did that one. That sounds pretty cool. I'm actually picked that up when I get a chance. Like I said, man, Christmas, uh, the Steam uh, winter sale is going to be right around the corner, dude. I know they just had their uh, uh, their fall sale, which I picked up quite a few things. I was actually pleasantly surprised. There. I got Doom Eternal on that. I was out of all things. I didn't think I was going to be able to get that. But Really? I kind of yeah. wish I had been. I didn't pay attention to the fall sale at all. And Doom well, Eternal was a nice I got you Hades. That's all you, you got need. me Hades. That's all I That's need. all you needed. So. It's a game that keeps on giving. <laughs> Speaking of underworlds, this uh, this they kind of had a weird setting for this. Do you remember the setting uh, for Bioshock? Yes, it's it's. I thought the intro sequence to this was really inspired, where like you crash land your plane and like you're swimming through this flaming ocean yeah. and you just run into this bathysphere of all things. Yeah, a lighthouse is in the middle of the ocean. There's a noticed. lighthouse in the middle of the ocean. And you walk inside and there's a bathysphere with a lever. Yep, and it's like. First of all, how many people in this day and age even know what a bathysphere is? No, games like this, but yeah. essentially, it's just a little submersible. It's all it is. It's a submarine on a cable. Yeah, yeah. that's all it <laughs> but is. But yeah, you crank it down, and as you're like going downward, like this movie camera kicks on, and it starts giving you this big speech. Yep. and then you could crest the little uh, like the coral reef, and then all of a sudden you see this enormous underwater city. And you're thinking, like, what is this? And it's like, welcome to Rapture. <laughs> yeah. And then you get this thing. It's like, is not man entitled to the sweat of his brow? <laughs> and it's like, no, says the church. And no, says the government. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's it's just like, when, who puts their thumb on you? You must push that thumb off. It's a exactly. slide. And you get this big, long, you know, moving speech and then the bathysphere opens up and you're in a total shithole <laughs> exactly you're thinking like it's gonna be gorgeous because you see all these pretty lights the neon signs the architecture is that big like art art deco like really 1910s 1920s like really yeah, heavy 
like a golden age, like Superman Metropolis type. Thing. Oh my I mean, god, dude! You're speaking my my my. That is, <laughs> I love those early Superman comics, like hardcore. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's exactly what it looks like, man. You're thinking it's gonna be great, and like you said, the minute it open, like the minute you plunk up, it's like you have a little bit of a cut scene there before you get out. Like mm-hmm. you hear these things like smacking on your on your uh, on the bathosphere on the front window of it. And you're like, who are these crazy people? Like, what? We're, like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, you like opens up, like you said, and it's just like you said, it's a shithole. <laughs> it may like, it may as well be like the facehuckers from Half Life or something, because these they're, they're spicers. You know, they come out and they attack yeah. you right away. And <laughs> oh my god! I just oh, and that's and then pretty is, soon, and then you start scrounging through the trash for pistol bullets someone might have left. That's around. right. The game kind of goes from there. And you know what? And if you turn it up on an extreme, you put it on the hardest difficulty, you will be scrounging everywhere for bullets because you don't ever have enough ever. no you don't and then you're you're hoarding cigarettes so you can smoke them so you can feel your magic powers that's right because you know what <laughs> smoking makes you feel better james it gives you I mean, the you <laughs> all right so yeah that that is that is i mean that's a lot of that's just an initial like dunk into the world i remember exactly and then that. you're like you're you're traveling through this world and they did a great job with world building because there's little cutscenes. People talk to you. You yep. find little tapes. And so if you're looking around, you're always – the pacing is really nice because you'd be playing and there's always a cassette or something you know, explaining so, what's going on to you. So on that, this is one of the first games that ever really does stuff like that. Like you can literally go through the whole game and only pick up the required uh, recordings and never learn anything else about anybody else and thing. But mm-hmm. if you search these out, you learn, they really take the world and they like take it. All you have this little bitty part and they just ex- expand it so much more. Mm-hmm. And you learn about, say you learn about a, a, a gal that basically gets, uh, loses her. She gets kicked to the curb by her, like a, by a boyfriend and she's living on mm-hmm. the streets and she ends up becoming like a prostitute and you learn about that stuff. You learn about a, a fam, a, a, a bootlegger uh, that's mm-hmm. smuggling booze. You learn about you learn about all these other people in there that are yeah. just side. There, you don't ever meet them, but you learn about them. But you like piece together their story as you pick up these little cassette tapes yeah. that are left around. I still remember whenever we've been hearing about this character in forever, and then like uh, then you're in like the the bar area, and you find their bedroom hidden in the corner somewhere, and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I found them. <laughs> And you're so excited and you do things like that all the time. Like I like I remember the one where you go through and you find uh you're dealing with Sandra Cohen, which is like the um the big uh, uh I guess you would call it the art area where yeah. it's like the big shopping mall area where you mm-hmm. probably go back to the theater and you finally get into the back area there and you find the one she's like a I guess she was a dancer or a singer or whatever and she pissed mm-hmm. Sandra Cohen off and she's just lying there dead on the bed and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> and you find out that it was she was his first uh uh kill and yeah. things like that and you find out that she's she pissed him off because she's she's saying a note wrong and that, that's what made him snap and I'm just oh like gosh. what I was just like and it's just that's the and that is just the tone of the whole game it's it like it's a very dark, <laughs> dark and depressing game. But at the same time, it's so fascinating to look at mm-hmm. because all these people. So before we get into all this, I know, I know we're, we're, we're jumping really far ahead, but like, so the whole, uh, do you want to do a little bit of the story at all about like what, what the whole premise of the whole uh, city is, is before we, I mean, the premise is uh, if I recall correctly, this uh let's see what was the name of the guy Andrew um, Ryan Andrew Ryan yeah he gets some of his cronies together and he builds this objectivist utopia under the sea yep. and the idea under is that the sea. <laughs> under the, the sea, sea. <laughs> <laughs> anyways and um initially things are going very well and they make some discoveries and things start to go wrong they discover i believe adam which right. they derive from sea slugs, if I remember correctly. I believe something like that. Yeah. And I don't remember where the Eve comes from, but they invent this thing called plasmids, which is yeah. kind of like their super well, essentially super, It's essentially a super. It's like a super serum. Yeah. Like you inject it with you, you inject yourself with it, and it modifies your DNA. And so now, in his objectivist society, the haves and the have-nots literally become haves and have-nots. They're exactly. not just separated by wealth; they're separated by power too. And so, yep. the rich people can breathe fire and are super strong, and the poor people have nothing. Yep. 
And is- uh, things continue like that for a little bit, and then eventually it turns out the plasmids like erode your humanity and your will, and people who use too much your of them sanity. become people who use too much of them get turned into these horrific splicer monsters. Yeah, it's like you don't ever really see a lot of their their faces, and some of them you do. You and can like, tell it's even like, the even the people who are like wealthy and powerful are quite insane by the time you meet oh them. Oh god, the yeah. So well, it's it's just clear like this whole society's like chewed itself, you know, up from the inside out by the time you get it's there. It's kind of that. Uh, it's on its very last legs when you arrive, where like the power's yeah. not working, it's leaking everywhere, and things are about to just collapse it's kind of like that aurora boris kind of thing you know it's yeah. eating its own tail <laughs> even as it's growing it's eating its own tail and you're just like mm-hmm. like like who would ever think like who would think that i, w- I want to put i want to give people superpowers like who who thought this was a good idea because <laughs> obviously it's like if you were given the powers to like say you know have um uh, let's say telepathy would you mm-hmm. want to? You, I mean, would you? Would you probably abuse it? I would. I would use it wisely and responsibly. <laughs> you and maybe, maybe to acquire more brownie points for myself. That's exactly right. So you would still, <laughs> you would still like listen to other people's thoughts. Exactly. So how could you stop yourself? I mean, I, you, I wouldn't. I mean, what, what a, normal? I mean, most people have a hard time keeping themselves from eavesdropping when they walk around their coworkers' desks and stuff. I mean, exactly. much less that kind of self-restraint i mean who has that I mean, that's that's just a whole and that's a whole nother level of just like invading people's privacy and like you know so you that's a whole that's a whole nother discussion on its own about like with great power comes great responsibilities peter parker and spider-man all that but well and i think this is awesome because it really feeds into the theme of this whole game right because yeah. in some ways that's like it's a literal representation of the Ubermensch, right? I mean, yeah. Oh not God. only is this person like you know morally superior according to their philosophy by seeking their own benefit, yeah. but now they are physically superior as well. Like their their actions have literally elevated them to another level of being. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's, po- it's poetry. Is what that is. It, it really kind of is dark, kind of dark poetry, but it, it really fits the theme of oh my God. what they chose for the game. I mean, and, and it's just gorgeous, though. But they, so they going off that Ubermensch thing. So they, you know, did you know? I was I was reading about it a little bit, a little tidbit we're gonna throw in here. Do you actually know that they, originally they thought you know they were gonna make this into an abandoned uh, World War II Nazi base? Is what they were gonna try and do a laboratory? That's what okay. they originally wanted to do with it, which is kind of it a just weird. Wouldn't have been... It would have been it wouldn't over. Wouldn't have been the same. I mean... It would have been over. The... It's overused, in my opinion. Um, but in the but at the same time, I'm a huge Hellboy fan, so I like it when Nazi laboratories get beaten up. Or, well, um... I was thinking Helsing personally. If we're going to go yeah. on the anime thing for a second, I mean, yeah, I, Helsing. If we're yeah. going to have Nazis, they should be vampire Nazis. That's all I got to say. Oh my god. <laughs> You keep okay. So I really like Helsing, but I like Hellboy more. So I'll I'll, I'll get I'll leave it there. So. I'm just saying that the, the speech the major makes in Helsing about you know how much he likes war is one of the greatest anime speeches of all time. Yeah, he is kind of a douche though, but I like it. Well, he's so. totally a douche. That's what you that's what you like about him. Though. <laughs> I know, that is true. <laughs> Which is kind of what we think about Andrew Ryan too. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Once you get to, he's him, a douche, but he's such a personality. <laughs> he really is, and so mm-hmm. like. So the whole thing is you play this um, this character that they don't ever really – I'm trying to figure out – remember what his name was. They call him Jack, I guess. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's Jack. Like Jack. And, and after you get – you land in here and you go – like you said, you get into the city finally. You kind of slowly get um, uh, get contacted by a guy named Atlas – who, who is like, hey man, you got to help me. Uh, my fam, I'm trying to get out of, uh, I'm trying to get out of Rapture, but uh, but we have to stop Ryan before we get in there, uh, before we get my family out. So that kind of like. By the way, speaking of heavy-handed references, Atlas, really? I, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's just holding the whole world up, man. He's just he's well, just it's, it's referring to shoulders. Atlas. It's referring to Atlas Shrug, though. That's Ryan Rand. That too, yeah. And that's the whole. Th- <laughs> well, that's another thing too, dude. So like you, yeah, and they got Atlas Shrugged. He's he's got he's holding the whole. That's his whole thing. Is he wants the whole. He wants to be the person holding Rapture up. Yeah. Um. But at the same at the same time too, because if you remember that. Uh, there's that big statue in uh, New York. It's literally uh, that Art Deco theme, and they have it yeah. I th- 
and it's literally just Atlas holding it up. Atlas on, with the globe on his shoulder, yeah. On his shoulders and just holding it up. And that's or the, just, the thinker position, yeah. Yeah, that, oh my God. <laughs> so like you said, it's a lot of heavy-handed references, but at the time, a lot of this had never really been done. And so as you kind of go through, you you really learn to, to see a lot of the really uh, – small details that they've thrown in here to try to make you say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, what, what would you do in this kind of situation? Or what would you, and so you kind of like, you know, what would you do in this kind of situation? Are you going to do something to completely benefit yourself? Or are you going to just try and, um, you know, just save people, which that's literally mm-hmm. personified in the, um, the choices whenever you uh, try to get the little sisters and the, uh, mm-hmm. save the little sisters or kill the little sisters. So, and, and I mean, do you want to talk, talk a little bit about the, the big daddies and the little sisters? Cause that's kind of another key game. Sure. That's there. kind of another, like one of the key features of the gameplay is there's this idea that people need to collect more Adam, right? Cause yeah. Adam is this, it's the unobtainium of this game where, Having it like stabilizes your genetic structure. It's what plasmids are made out of. It lets yep. you use more powers without turning into splicers. And they can't collect it directly themselves. They use these little girls, which they call the little sisters. With giant freaking syringe needles like guns. Exactly. They have giant syringe needles and they extract Adam from sources. Dead people. <laughs> Let's just say dead people. Dead people. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Repo, the genetic opera, but in the video game form. Great, great <laughs> musical. <laughs> Jackie hated it. I loved it. So You know, when I watched it the first time, I hated it. But <laughs> the longer it's been, the more I like it. <laughs> because you're a sick, sadistic person. I you, It's just, yeah. Cynicism is creeping into my soul. I can't deny it's it. It's okay. But... <laughs> it's, that's what it is. That's 2020 to a T. But anyways. But anyway, yeah, they, they, they extract this atom from corpses to like harvest and recycle it. And mm-hmm. I think they also make it from the sea slugs or something. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. There's these giant creatures, which are called the big daddies. Or, yeah. And they're like people like an old-fashioned uh like you know diving suits with giant yeah. ass drills and they guard the little sisters yeah they, they get drills and rail guns and i and think the little they... sisters are collecting adam for ryan yeah. and they bring it back to him and he uses it to hold power over the city yeah and the whole the whole dynamic between the little sisters and the big daddies if i remember correctly is the big daddies and the little sisters are genetically are they're they're um not genetically they're they're augmented to need each other to like seek each other out. To, so the big yeah. daddies are there to protect the little sisters from yeah. what I remember. But uh, early on in the game, you, you run into a little sister whose big daddy was killed. Yeah. And this uh, person called Dr. Tenenbaum tells you that, you know, the only way you're going to get Adam in the city and survive is to take it from the little sisters. Yeah. And, and she gives you a she gives you a choice that you can either save the little sisters and get mm-hmm. less Adam or you can kill them and get more Adam. Yep. And she kind of gives you this vague statement that she'll reward you if you save enough of them. Yep. And so that's And even at normal difficulty, saving the little sisters is a significant power drop. I mean, yeah, you can you can find other ways to get Adam to increase your stats, but you're significantly more powerful if you kill the little sisters and you get out of there. And she gives you some stuff and some presents for saving them, but honestly, I don't think it's as good as just having more Adam to start with. So at least I know which way you went, James. Well, no, I saved him because I'm a sucker for good endings. <gasps> That's but... right, you are. <laughs> See, you do have a big heart, you softy. I knew it. I do, I do. But <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> So that's what actually a lot of the times it's 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 actually one of the achievements. Did you know that uh, there's two achievements actually? You, you go through it. You have to do a complete playthrough where you um, do you save all the little sisters, and then another one where you, where you you don't save any of them. And oh, that's gosh. both ways. And so you get two different endings. I don't know if since you didn't. I don't know if you said you said you didn't finish the game at all. No, I didn't quite finish it, but but so you'll get two different endings on I depending heard about on. That, though. Depending on yeah, and, and one is like kind of touching. It's 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 actually sweet, and the other one's kind of just like eh, whatever, you know, whatever, thing, whatever. Yeah. It's a little sad, but it is what it is because your choices, but whatnot. So, but yeah, as you as you go through this game and you collect the atom and you try to help Atlas, uh, try to uh, basically uh, go after uh, Ryan. 
you actually end up eventually, uh, you know, running into all these other little characters, um, uh, uh, J.S. Steinman, Doc, or Sandin Cohen, uh, Sander Cohen. And so it seems like as you go through each uh, little area that you are, somebody has kind of become uh, almost a baron in their own right. Exactly. These like all these people were like, you know, big businessmen or lieutenants of Ryan's initially. Yeah. I think Fontaine had a shipping company or something to start with, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as the city's fallen to pieces, these people have kind of turned each corner of the city into their own little spot. Yeah, you know, a little fiefdom, as it were. Exactly, yeah. And, and you kind of have to push your way through it a little bit. And eventually you get to the point where you um, kind of confront uh, Andrew Ryan up in his penthouse. Mm-hmm. That's all the time. And he's just sitting behind a glass case and he's playing golf. And you're thinking like, well, this guy's like super nonchalant. <laughs> so I remember the first time I got up here, I don't know how you felt it, but you're just like, man, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a very long game. And I'm like already here. I'm like, so do I go in and kill this guy? And like, does it go over? And that's, <laughs> that's when the twist happens. So you remember, you remember what happens? Yes. The twist is that, uh, I think Ryan lost control of the city a long time ago. And yeah. the, uh, Atlas guy turns out to be Fontaine and he's been pulling the strings. That's right. And he's been using the secret code word, uh, would you kindly, the whole mm-hmm. time. So, like, if you go back and listen to all the little recordings, he goes through and he, every time he asks you to do something, he goes, he goes, he goes, would you know, he'll be like, would you kindly do this for me? And it's like, hey, man, you know, like, uh, would you kindly, would you kindly? And he says it. So, this is, so you find out that Jack has been, uh, genetically engineered or just at least, at least um, uh, mentally uh, messed with a little bit. So he has like, he's got this Pavlovian response yeah. to with the, that phrase. And so like, you really see it whenever Andrew Ryan pops out and he's like, would you kindly stand at attention? You just immediately see him. Like he just stands up straight and he goes, put your, you know, you know, every time he starts saying things like that, he, he gets him to do everything he wants him to do. And so you find out in the, like, at that point that Atlas, AKA Fontaine has literally just been using you, like you said, as a puppet this whole time to get you to do what he wants. So he can basically gain control of the city mm-hmm. and, and you're, and you're a little pissed to say the least. I know, <laughs> I know I was, I'm, of like, course, I'm, like, of I'm like, because this whole game is a premise of, you know, free will and, you know, striving and, and becoming the best that you could try to want to be a little bit that's the whole premise that the city has. And you come here and you find that you're just merely a puppet for somebody else. And it's a little, it's a little frustrating. Well, and Andrew Ryan taunts you too. He's like, you know, what's the difference between a man and a slave? He says, a slave obeys, a man chooses. Yeah. And then he proceeds to give you his club and makes you beat him to death. <laughs> Cause he doesn't want to deal with this anymore. And yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, like, I remember when he did that and you're just like, what? This is like uh, the hell is going on now. Yeah, this is so this is so bizarre. But yeah, so and then after you get out out of there, the little sisters uh, kind of help you out a little bit. So Tenenbaum actually mm-hmm. sends them to help you, and you you get away from uh, Fontaine uh, a little bit and uh, kind of recuperate with uh, Tenenbaum down her I guess her sanctuary I guess you would mm-hmm. call it with all the little sisters uh, and. After that, they basically help you try to go after Fontaine, and mm-hmm. that is where you you deal with the big the big baddie. Um, mm-hmm. Did you get to that point at all? I didn't get to that point. No. Okay, so I'll I'll spoil it for you a little bit. Spoil it. I, it's fine. I mean, it's the game has been out for thirteen years, James. I don't I don't have an excuse now. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. So you get there, and basically, uh, Fontaine is just like, "Well, fine. You know what?" You know, I, I I don't need you anymore, kid. And he basically injects himself with a crap ton of Adam. And he becomes mm-hmm. like this, like you said, uber mensch type thing. Yeah. He has like all these powers. And you basically just have to uh, help. You have to kill him using, uh, uh, you have to basically defeat him you, with the help of the little sisters at the very end. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's going to kill you. And the little sisters come out and they start stabbing him with their little needles, <laughs> and it's great. If you ever, if you don't, if you don't finish the game, just watch the end cut scene with yeah. that, and it's amazing to watch because this, like you said, this guy that has everything in the world gets taken down by 
quote unquote like the, the slaves of the, the system. slaves of the system yeah the system which is kind of an interesting kind of concept a little bit it's like i said there's a lot of little <laughs> underhanded things that they do with throughout throughout this game that kind of just show that like they kind of take uh uh Anne ryan's uh stuff and orwell's all the philosophy that they've thrown in and kind of like turn it on its head a, a mm-hmm. little bit um, which is really interesting. Well, yeah, it's pre- it's pretty clear the game developers didn't think very much of objectivism. They no. kind of painted it in a very bad light. Oh no! And like even the way that all these characters die is, like you said, it's it's kind of poetic justice in a way. A lot of time, yeah. I mean, and that's things you have a choice on a lot of these times. Like too. you said, the the person who's on the top of the world got taken down by a group of slaves. I mean, that's... yeah. I mean, simply with with the right opportunity and motive. And so after you kill Fontaine, um, you, I don't know if you're reading it or not along with, with me, our, our notes or just keep us in order here, kids. So mm-hmm. this is what we do. Um, you see that if you, if you rescue uh, all of uh, the little sisters, you actually end with a happy ending where um, he actually takes uh, a bunch of the little sisters up with him. Uh, basically, he adopts uh, all of them and they become his daughters and they mm-hmm. can go through their lives. They live, all live normal lives. And at the very end, they all become like great people. Not great people. They do good things. Some become no. one becomes a doctor, one becomes a, a lawyer, and all this other stuff. And at the very end, um, he uh, they all surround him while he's in like a hospice on his deathbed. And it's it's kind of it's a, it's a nice ending. It, it really very, is. It's very touching. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you <laughs> <laughs> harvest more than one little sister. Um, know that you they they have to condemn him for his actions, um, and the submarine. Um, I, I apologize, I'm reading ahead. But the little sisters, um, uh, basically they they as you're going up the the bath sphere that you're going up in, uh, gets seen by a submarine, a navy submarine, and it basically gets shot down and. What am I reading here? The summer is really be carrying into my mom claiming that. Oh, that's right. You take over the sub and you. You take over the sub. And, you perpetuate the cycle, kind of. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like you said. It's it's kind of dark a little bit, but I'm like, eh, you know what? It's it is what it is. And I, I was kind of having a harder time remembering that ending because I think I only did that once. I think every other time I, I saved them all. I don't think I ever took anything from them, but that's that's more of what I did. Um, What's the interesting thing for me with this game because this game kind of came out when it was fashionable to have a moral choice system. Absolutely. This is like when Fable was a new kind of idea and every video game had to have good and bad choices to make. Yeah. Talking about Fable. As as kind of shallow as the choice system in this game is, at least it felt like it had some actual consequences. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a lot, but it was more than just an ending difference. Well, like a lot of games. Yeah, a lot way. of games. Use, or like even you said. now, I mean, there's people feel the need to put this kind of parody between endings on like a moral choice system, which I think is a little misguided. You don't need that unless it's gonna make the game better, in my opinion. I mean, it's. And they're, they're luckily they're getting away from that quite a bit, and there are they're getting. Let me rephrase that. They're getting away from clear-cut choice, uh, good and bad decisions, and they're making a more of a grayscale. And it's also more of a game mechanic thing of where it's like, if you choose to do this instead of this, you'll get this reward instead of this reward. And it's a little better. Uh, and it's and I know you don't like it as much. And, and if, I feel like they removed the meaningful choice aspect by just making all the choices meaningless, which... <laughs> Well, I mean, then you get some things like Sekiro Dies Twice, which was a, um, a PS4 game that came out okay, previously. I, am, I need to play that one. I did hear that and one it's a, better. They do a really good job of making uh, your morality choices actually mean something in that. I played it for a little bit. Um, I have to get back into it because it's just, it's got a lot of stuff in there so, <laughs> to play. So, and I got really sidetracked with Hades and a couple of, a couple of other games, but it's it's one of those games that it does a really good job about really um, making your choices defined and mean something. It's not just a throwaway choice where it doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just coughing there. <laughs> um, 
but that that's that's one of the things like you said that's one of those game mechanics they threw in but there. like in the context of this game this, the game has such a heavy philosophical message i mean the idea the message is kind of obvious if you're paying attention is that are you going to be part of this system of self-interest or are you going to be something better is kind of what the yeah. game developer is inviting you to do and guess what he's trying to reflect in the endings yep. of the game and it's it's cool and i vividly remember sam uh, it wasn't one of her like friends not choosing <laughs> the right path because you remember Sam. He was just yeah, one of those sure guys. Was, but <laughs> I mean, it's if to me it stands out in stark contrast to something like Fable, where there's good choices and bad choices just to kind of have good choices. And yeah, bad. and hey James, at you least I felt have like the, there was some moral weight in this one. You need to have those demon horns or those angel wings, okay, and a little halo. You know, part of me does like the fact that like the most evil thing you can do is eating baby chicks. You you can eat the crunchy chicks and wreck it. Hey, you know what? It'll get you to that evil side, that evil meter so fast. That's why I love well, it. Don't worry, you can pay to be good again if you donate money to the church. So. I, wow. It's it was just like on the nose, on the nose. I, I mean, love it. No one ever accused Peter Molyneux of subtlety, so No, never. Yeah, that guy is just yeah. But anyway, so but that's those are some of the game mechanics that they throw in there. So like we were kind of went over the the Something actual else. gameplay, though, what do you think of the actual gameplay? I loved it. I do. I've, I've loved it so much. I had it. I bought the game for the 360. Whenever they did the cut, they came out with it uh, one and two on the 360. I bought that when I originally had a 360. I bought it for the PS3 or the, mm-hmm. the PS4. I've got the, the Bioshock collection with all three of them. I bought the Bioshock collection. Uh, for the Steam, like the revamped version, after I've bought the original one for Steam. So I've bought it a total like five times, okay? Yeah. And I've played through it every single time I bought it. So. And it, for me, the, the gameplay kind of hits that Half-Life 2 type of space where it's like, it's a shooter, but it's kind of like a cinematic shooter. Yeah. It's like you're playing through the game, there's story happening, you're listening to these recordings, you're exploring spaces, and it's... It's much more of a story-driven kind of game. Exactly. It's not like a tactical shooter like all the war games and, you know... Like, not like... Um, Ghost Recon, um, whatever. Ghost Recon, and what's 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 the other one I'm thinking of where it's a, it's a turn-based tactical... I'm thinking of something. I can't remember it, but I'll, I'll think of it later. It's okay. It's not It's not like a tactical or mission-based shooter. It's a story-driven shooter, and I think it's a very good one. And I think I almost like those more a lot, honestly. I do, too. They, they feel like you're playing an action movie, and I think if you're looking at the medium of video games as storytelling, which this game definitely is, I it, think it's more. It's a more satisfying single-player experience for sure. No, absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the things that really made it stand out uh, during its time period was that it really had that story-driven gameplay that, like, you could literally learn as much as you wanted to about this 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 world, or as little about this world as you really wanted to. Well, and ultimately, I think that's why it stood the test of time compared to a lot of yep. the other games of the same era. Is it's like watching a movie you really like. I mean, you'll still yep. keep coming back to it. And that's what a good game should be. It's what it should be. It doesn't. It doesn't have. It's not like a technical exposition. I mean, yes, it had some advanced features for its time, but. Yeah. It's ultimately, it's just a really great story wrapped up in satisfying gameplay. I mean, it's kind of like, why do you watch uh, Christmas Vacation every year, James? It's because you want to hear Clark Griswold curse to high heaven about I, his, 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 what was it? Uh, Jelly I, I of the Month Club. I, I don't watch Christmas Vacation every Are year. Are you serious? What's wrong with you? We watch a far superior Christmas movie. All right. This 30-year relationship is over. <laughs> <laughs> but the lamp, David, the lamp. All right, okay, I can I can give that. The, the, For Chile, <laughs> that's French. That's right. Must be must be Italian. It's, it's indescribably beautiful. That's right. And, yeah. and the kid is just like running his hand Reaching up the leg, out. and his mom's like, "Don't do that, Ralphie." It's like, "In my Christmas was lost in the scintillating light of electric sex," and it's like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. The what was it? The best, my other best part is whenever he goes downstairs to do battle with the boiler, and he's just like, My father's, you know, uh, long, <laughs> I cannot remember what he says, my father's, you know, unexplainable words of uh, of uh, curses and and utterances wafted <laughs> through the vents as we as he sat there in awe. And I'm just like, You hear him, he's like, Garb, guy, guy, dumber, dumber, shaman, dumber, and you just hear him banging on the thing. And I'm like, This is great. <laughs> But yeah, that's so we got super sidetracked on that. But yeah, so you said that the gameplay really uh, just kind of as opposed to 
uh, taking away from anything in the game. It really dials in the story-driven stuff uh, of, uh, uh, of, of, the, of the video game and really kind of like puts it at a nine, much like the, the, the lamp in The Christmas Story really dials that movie in. Hey, I'm going to tie that you're shit trying, in. You're trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm doing a damn good job. But just Almost like, that, like maybe another game we reviewed last week, like Psychonauts or something. I mean, possibly. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to ham fist it all in there, bro. <laughs> so they, they really do a good job and they really dial it up. So you have all, like, they have the multiple weapons that you throw in there. You have, like, the spear gun, the, just the basic wrench. And so that was something they kind of started to throw in there, which these are, that's not really, like you said, it wasn't really anything really new, but they kind of, like, made a few tweaks and things to it to make it more... Well, and the, um, the plasma system I thought was really cool because you had like these primary things, which is like, you know, yeah. throwing fire or controlling gravity, you know, like your weapon type yeah. plasmas. But then they had like, you know, secondary ones that you could like, you know, find more junk when you're looking through the trash or, yeah. you know, get more armor, whatever. You know, they're like these, these tertiary ones that like make it easier to hack things. And yep. it was a nice, cool little upgrade system. And it really incentivized you to kind of explore the world, I thought, to find all these little things. Yeah. And on top of that, like you said, it, it really lets you learn more about the world. It gave you, like you said, it incentivized you, incentivized you to learn more about the world. And at the top of that, to look for things to improve your character to try mm -hmm. to get through. Because you can go through some of these levels and you could literally go through the whole game and never upgrade your character. Mm -hmm. if, you really, if you really try it. And I've seen people do it. Speedrunners do it, yeah. <laughs> and it's stupid. I'm like, good for them. I'm like, God bless, but I, I couldn't do it. So I've, I tried I tried doing a little bit. Like, there's actually a, a, um, a achievement on uh, PlayStation. I don't know. I don't remember if it's on everyone else's, but the, you have to go through it on hard difficulty. And that first, like, room where you go in and all you have is the wrench and you have to try mm -hmm. and defeat all the splicers it's just so, wrench. <laughs> so freaking hard dude because you have like yeah. no health and mm -hmm. oh my god it just it drove me insane dude so it i can only imagine somebody trying to go through <laughs> the whole game like that it's it's ridiculous but so that 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 is that is a lot of uh that's just the whole game is just dark depressing and hard in some ways but it can also be you can turn it down and make it fun and just go through and enjoy the whole thing so uh but um i mean that's pretty much uh, my thoughts on the game. Do you have anything else to add before we... Uh... No, I think that's about it. Like I said, it's it's a wonderful piece of storytelling with a nice game attached. Yeah. It's not to like. I know. I mean, and uh, I almost, someone would almost call it a nice piece of art. It is a piece of art. <laughs> it, it truly is. So, but, so if you guys have not gone out and grabbed it um it's like super cheap right now i don't know if they're going to release it for any of the new consoles but i know it's on steam mm -hmm. um if you grab it on steam you can grab it with mods i can guarantee you that so if you want to add mm -hmm. anything with it um and I think is, it, is it on switch even now i don't yeah it's on switch yeah i want to say it came out earlier this year for switch even yeah it, it switch is always getting everything a little bit later and things like that but i know i got this dude i got uh I had to buy it for my PlayStation 4. I got it on the Steam collection <laughs> for like it was like 15 bucks, dude. And then not even like four months later, they had it on they had it for free for the PS4. Um like for the club, yeah. The, the play the PS uh, PS4 Plus is what it was for. Yeah. So I I dude, like I said, it's it's if you can't go wrong with it, if you grab the collection, you get three games, you get one, two, Bioshock one, two, and infinite, which we're going to mm -hmm. get into two and, and infinite at later dates. Cause infinite brings up a whole nother mess of questions that we're not even going to try. Well, here. I got to get playing then, I guess. <laughs> and you will look at yourself and you're going to look at me. You're going to, when you get done with the James, you're going to look at me and you're going to say, why David? <laughs> you think so? You think so? That's what, the dog agrees. That's right. He says, you should play it. Play it, James. Do it now. So, but treat anyway, yourself. That's right. Treat yourself. So, um, Anyways, uh, again, I want to thank James for stopping by and helping me out mm -hmm. with this one. Um, like I said, we're probably this, this episode is going to be publishing around Christmas time. We're probably going to take a little bit of a break. Um, you should watch the one true Christmas movie, A Christmas Story, after you finish this podcast. Seriously, we're gonna break up our friendship over that. We will. It's, it's hey, you know what? Shitter's full. Okay, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> so that's why you need to watch Christmas Vacation. It's great. 
shitter's full. <laughs> it's great. I love Cousin Eddie. And Cousin Eddie's the best part of that whole whole, whole movie. <laughs> that and the cat catching fire. Anyways, okay. I have a problem, okay? Uh, so, anyways, so, yeah. So, my Christmas time, guys. Uh, enjoy your Christmas movies, whatever they may be. We don't hold judgment here. I love all of them. It just anyways <laughs> so but um james again thanks for stopping by everybody thanks for stopping by um hope you guys have a wonderful christmas and a good holiday uh whatever holidays you're, you're doing if you're having hanukkah enjoy all those eight crazy nights uh kwanzaa i don't know what you guys celebrate but have fun with that so you know eight crazy nights didn't really do it for me as a christmas movie i have to say i mean Hey, Adam Sandler was pretty funny, but it, Adam Sandler's it was great, his... but it's not his best work. But anyway, no, it's definitely not as good. So maybe we'll maybe we'll just get on here maybe uh, around next time and have another just random uh, Christmas movie review. Christmas movie <laughs> reviews about how how many what what are our top five or top ten Christmas <laughs> movies, and then Kelly can just look at us like you guys are just rambling does now. The nightmare, random does bullshit. The before, does the Nightmare Before Christmas count as a Christmas movie? It, yes, it's because he 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 plays Santa Claus. He takes over Santa Claus's. Then that's uh, probably number one because I'm a sucker for a musical. But oh my goodness! <laughs> anyway, so all right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. James, thanks for joining me again, guys. If you have any questions, hit us up at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com for your questions, concerns, or on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you guys need to get. Um, and if you guys uh, can look us up, rate us, review us, it'd be most appreciated. Just Give us a thumbs up or a star review, whatever it is. I don't even care if it's a single star. Just rate us and review us. <laughs> um, tell us what we can do better. Tell us what we're doing great. And again, guys, have a wonderful holiday season, and we will get back to you after the beginning of the year. All right, guys. See you, James. Have a good one. I see you. Right, bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at seriously pointless conversations if you have questions or concerns please email us at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com we appreciate any feedback thank you for listening to our show